Um, how are we feeling about swearing? Do we not swear? On this one? Everybody asks me that every episode, and it's literally like, um, I might just swear. I have a filthy mouth, and I have to really rein it in. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, same. laughs> Guys, it's that time of the week again. It's time for a new episode of Girlfriend Material, your gay to Z of all things LGBTQ+. I'm Rosie, I'm here, I'm queer, and I'm in your ears to bring you another jam-packed, exciting episode. So sit back strap in pun intended we're gonna have a good time beth mccarthy that is me it is you welcome to girlfriend material podcast thank you how are you doing i'm doing very well i'm very excited this is a very posh place yeah it is it's also very pink and i feel like it's very fitting with you you really are on brand for me (laughs) and i appreciate that because it wasn't purposeful but we you know meant to be yeah, yeah, it is excellent. I usually have more pink hair, but I dialed it back. I was like, I don't want to take the attention off Beth because <laughs> that's Beth's brand. So we won't go for that. Um, so today we are chatting all about how to talk to girls. <laughs> Woo! Yes. Yay. Our like, what's it? Our, our like thing that at the end of this this podcast, we are going to get you talking to girls. We are going to, we can not have any, any. No gay panic gay panic whatsoever we're gonna have like a smooth mover not that you're not a smooth mover but I feel like we're gonna get like real smooth moving Beth a new a new era yeah good luck with that because uh uh, people have tried I've tried but apparently I just have a tendency to crumble in front of women I'm enjoying like on TikTok the like mini series of like (laughs) Beth McCarthy goes into gay panic I I feel like it's like a fandom of people who just like have created montages of you just going into gay panic yeah pretty much yeah it it was never really intended to be that I um I I just wanted to I just wanted to promote my song (laughs) and uh, just just wanted a job really wanted to promote my own music um and yeah I think you know unfortunately there comes a point where when you're interviewing attractive women, it, it you just don't have a chance. You don't yeah. have a chance. Yeah. You know, I feel this because like my podcast is obviously interviewing a bunch of attractive lesbians. So every week I have to come on online. This is the first time we're in the studio, like the Spotify studios, like shout out to Spotify. We love you. Um, but yeah, it's it's insane. Like I'm literally just like, oh, hi, everyone. Hi. I never experienced gay panic. But I'm a little bit like, hi. It's funny. I feel like I... I'm one way or the other. Like, I'm either really, really confident and, like, I've got this, you know, <laughs> or absolutely not. It, and and I don't know where it comes in. I, I wonder if it's partially because it's sort of the camera's there. I feel the pressure. Mm. And then I think it's become a thing now where, I, like, I did the the kind of first, the first episode, let's call it, of it. And, uh, and it was with people that I knew, it was with friends that I knew, but, you know, the a couple of them I fancy also because you know queer yeah uh, that's how it works you fancy yeah. all your friends of course there's got to be a backstory there yeah um and you know that so that was an already kind of existing tension I guess and then it's almost like it's become a thing where if anybody films them with me that their, their mission is to get me to crumble it's like okay I'm this is the bit and we are gonna make Beth have gay panic every time and I'm here for it you know <laughs> if it means lovely attractive women 
flirt with me, then I'll take it. I mean, <laughs> it's like a great job. So job, I wouldn't mate. knock it. Plenty Dream of people job. want that. So let's roll it back. Like for anyone who's just dropping on this podcast, like who hasn't seen any of your gay panic videos, like <laughs> what are you about? Like, can you give a little bio to Beth? So I am a singer songwriter, I like pop, pop artist, guitar based pop. And um, I've been doing it for a while. And then this year I um, have started releasing an EP, which is deliberately very queer. Um, and I basically wrote a song called I Don't Know How to Talk to Girls, mm -hmm. which is very fitting with- Which we're unpacking today. You know, we're gonna unpack it. Um, <clears throat> and it was gonna be a single and then I really felt like it was going to be something good. You know, it's one of those just kind of relatable concepts that that I'd played a couple of times live and it just immediately connected with people. Mm. And I was really excited about it. And so I thought, okay, this should be bigger than a single. So I, I may as well make an EP. And I, I wanted it to be like a concept EP, which was a journey of my queerness and me figuring out who I am. Um, so I basically wrote outwards of this song. It's like, that was going to be the middle one. Um, it's not out yet. It's going to be out really, really soon. But um, I was going to then do kind of either side of that and what mm. that journey was. So it was, what do you call it? <clears throat> was me kind of figuring out who I was and what to call myself and what label I fit into. Because I never really, I never really got labels. I never really into labels um, throughout my whole life. And I think it took me a really long time to come to terms with... Um, my queerness and my sexuality and and what that meant and what that should be called and I'm still in a spot now where to be honest I don't I don't love labels I don't I don't feel the need to slot myself into something because it moves and changes all the time and everything mm. is always fluid um, and that's just that's just me but it took me a really long time to get there and that was that song and then I wrote She's Pretty which was just a song about a girl that I thought was fit. That was literally it. It's not that deep. <laughs> um, and that's the one that's kind of really taken recently yeah. um, online and on TikTok. And so the what do you call it kind of promo was these videos of me interviewing people which ended up in Gay Panic. Mm -hmm. And then She's Pretty has been the song that's that's taken. So yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's now introducing me to a, a really big, lovely queer audience. Um, and it's nice because I feel like it's, I really wanted to represent the gray area mm -hmm. um, of the rainbow. <laughs> Who yeah. knew there was one? Um, where it was sort of like, okay, I don't really know what I am and I'm figuring it out and that's okay. And I, I feel as though, you know, we have such little representation of of queer women in music. Um, and it's getting better now, but especially when I was growing up, I mean, I'm 26 now. So when mm -hmm. I was sort of figuring this out at God, like 13, 14 onwards, there was just no songs that I felt represented me and no music and no yeah. stories. We had it like was... Katy Perry, I Kissed a Girl. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, same, <laughs> I also liked it and Cherry Chapstick and like that's all you have. And then it went quiet for a few years. Yeah, and literally. Then... <laughs> and then you get like Rita Ora, Girls, and it's like after some red wine, I just want to kiss girls. Like, right. Which is like, okay, again okay relatable for like a minute and then you go but I actually like girls now so what do we do with that what if I don't want to drink the wine what if I just want to skip what if I to that just part? want to do the bit where I like them you know so um there's not been like, and then we have like Hayley Kiyoko and Fletcher coming out and whatever and that's mm. all amazing as well and the representation that we need love them but very headstrong lesbian energy yeah, yeah. um which is incredible and I love 
But as someone who has not been a headstrong lesbian for her life and has been somewhere in the middle and not really knowing what to call it, I just didn't have someone that I felt really represented that and really made me feel seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of thought, I, I want to be that if I can be. And yeah. so now here we are. You've got to do that. that, though. Like That's that's kind of how I felt like with the TikTok journey. I was just like, there was no one when I was coming out and like figuring stuff out who actually just sat there and said like, this is how you kiss a girl. Like, this is what you do like when you have first time sex with a girl. Like, this is like, that's what my driving force is. So, you know, if you can't see it, be it. Exactly. You've got to You've got to just... At some point, go right. Well, no one else is doing it for yeah, me. No so one else. Like, any, do does that. anyone? Anyone want to pick up? Anyone? <laughs> <laughs> okay, literally. Fine, I'll do it. <laughs> so, have we? Have you like moved towards since you've obviously released that song? Like, what do you call it? Mm-hmm. Have you moved towards like calling it something? Like, what? Because we were just chatting before we like hit hit record. Like, how you kind of explain it to people if they meet you for the first time? Yeah, I honestly at the moment I really don't. I try and stay away from labeling things in, in in which is funny because if anybody has seen these videos if you haven't I basically ask people what do you call it and it is you mm-hmm. um and it's literally just so I can sing the line of my song as what do you call it and it is you and yeah. uh and it's funny because everybody I basically say if you were a type what would you be and then it's like and then what would you call your type that's that's literally the the questions um and I find it really interesting because obviously I'm asking people to label themselves mm-hmm. but I've never I've never sort of prefaced that with what that should mean or what that should be like focus on your sexuality focus on this focus I've never done that I've just let it be the question and let people take their own meaning of it and and often people go you know oh I'm a you know femme lesbian who loves this or you know I'm a golden retriever yeah whatever that's all that's generally like the answers that I get um which I find really interesting because obviously I'm sitting here going the whole point of the song is that I don't know what to call it. So I don't have the answer to my own questions. People do it all the time now. They're like, I'm going to ask you, can I interview you and ask you what to call it? And I'm like, you can. But the point is I don't know. Like, it, I'm a contradiction of myself all the time. It's always fluid. Um, I guess, like, the the simplest and easiest way to call it is by. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were just discussing before, but I, there's probably elements in which I am pan. Um, you know, I, I'm very I'm very much go off energy. Um I'm not really led by genitalia, so it's just whoever I vibe with, basically, which would probably be more accurately described as pan. Mm -hmm. But in all of this time, it's only recently that that pan has really become a widely used term. Mm. And I think when you're trying to find who you are and where you sit in the world, it's difficult to go, yep, that's me, which is just such a small group of people because the whole point of having a label is to belong right like Mm. for a lot of people at least like it's to belong somewhere it's to have a space that you feel validated and that you feel like okay this is me and when there's like five other people in that box it's like okay so it's me and these five people (laughs) that are describing it woo whereas obviously you've got Lesbian, much much wider used. Yeah. Gay, it's much strong, wider it's used. It's a stronger, like, I guess, more, like, historically, I don't want to say led, but, like, it's more of a term that people use. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So it's, so, you know, I guess bisexual is is kind of where I'm at, but at the same time, there's a lot of a lot of bisexuality that, do, that I don't feel validated by. I don't feel uh, mm-hmm. like I fit into, and it's sort of, 
because these terms are so broad and they're used for such broad broad types of people especially with bi i think like being bi you can have someone on on this end of a spectrum which is you know i'm bisexual in every way and it's just mm. like i will connect with everyone whatever you've got someone on this end of the spectrum who's i'm i'm bi and that means i think girls are hot but i don't really know what to do with that yeah. and i have relationships yeah. with men um and then there's loads of stuff in between that none of those are less valid than each other like everybody in that category mm -hmm. to me is bi and they should be able to be that and i feel very strongly about that but it does mean that when you're putting yourself into that category it's difficult to know if that's an accurate representation of you because you can speak to one person and they view bi in this way yeah and then you speak to somebody else and they have a completely different meaning and then they'll judge you as to like what their their expectation of bisexual is yeah um so i think that's probably why i steer a little bit clear at the minute of that label because you know it doesn't necessarily fit every single thing that i ever feel um and I think as well, like it's, we were just saying that a lot of people who come out as queer, like that might be sort of like their gateway label before they go into being able to feel comfortable to say what they are. Yeah. And that was certainly like the case for me. Like I was a bit nervous. I mean, I didn't know. This is the thing I didn't know at the time. I genuinely did think I was bisexual because I joined an office and there was a load of like queer people there. And, you know, there was, there was a guy, he was one of my clients actually and I sort of had a bit of a crush on him and that really threw me because because before that I was like I only exclusively like girls I'd sort of come out like to my sure. parents my friends and I was like yeah like girls 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 and then I sort of vibed with this guy it was mm -hmm. terribly awkward because like I ended up sending him like a bit of a dirty text on a work phone <laughs> and uh, you know you know when you're like really young and you don't realize and then I didn't realize that like it belonged to my boss and then I had to give it back and then no. I saw it no. and it was like you know like do you want to like hook up like I'm not even going to repeat it because I, just, I don't even think I can remember what it said but basically everybody had access to the phone and like found it and I was mortified yeah it's horrific and after that, I was like, no, absolutely not. Um, but that threw me for a while. Yeah. And then I sort of went into kind of being like, no, I am, you know, I'm gay. I really like girls and all of that. But I was just saying before this that, you know, obviously I'm in a relationship. But if I was single, I think I would feel the same as you. I would mm. be like open to being like, you just don't know what your future holds. You don't know who you're going to fall for. And I think you can't close yourself off. And it's yeah. such a shame that so many people out there, you know, just are so closed off to the idea of even just fancying someone like who is the same gender to them isn't is an option. Yeah. I'm always like, we should like, I feel like everyone should just, you know, have, have a couple of months to see if it's for them. Just do what you want to do as well. Like, yeah, this is my whole thing with labels. And I'm, I'm going to I'm going to just very quickly say I am not at all putting down labels there are people who find so much comfort and power and love mm. and community in labels and power to them because that's amazing and I want that to continue being being a thing for everyone and, and we've worked really hard as a as a community to kind of get to a point where we can shout about our labels and feel really proud of that and yeah. so I'd, I wouldn't ever want to take that away from anybody. But there also does need to be space, in my opinion, for the section of people, which I'm sure there are a lot of, who don't really feel comfortable in a label or have one label one day and have another the next. And mm -hmm. I do think that, unfortunately, 
on both sides, you know, we obviously have um, the society that doesn't accept queer people and doesn't accept, you know, anything in that space. But you also have the, the, the queer community who can be a little bit gatekeepy and can be a little bit, you know, <clears throat> anti bisexual, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of one of my first experiences I basically really came into myself when I moved to London. I'm originally from York. Not the most queer uh, place on earth. Is it not? Oh, no. I can't say the metropolis that is York. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm sure it's getting there now. But, you know, again, growing up, I went to an all-girls school um, and lesbian was still used as an insult Mm. at the time. So it's sort of like you're you're in a very small town. There isn't an awful lot of... of, you know, opportunity to explore yourself. So really moving to London was when that happened for me. I didn't go to uni. So it was like, I already knew I was already fully in my, I'm queer space. Um, but I hadn't really been able to to delve into what that meant for me. Mm. And um, and one of my first experiences was, was a friend of a friend who was a lesbian and we'd, we were sitting in my garden and I was sort of explaining how I was feeling and I said that I'd not been in like a long-term relationship with a girl and I didn't even know if that would be possible for me and but I like love women um and I'd like slept with women and I'd had all these experiences with women and I'd been on dates but I wasn't sure basically Mm. the classic which is it wasn't quite this deep for me at this point but it's like I I fancy girls but I don't know if I could be in a relationship with one and yeah obviously now wouldn't dream of saying that but there is always a space for that, I think, when all, you're, all you've ever known is uh, relationships with men. And I had that, and she just went in. This is why lesbians hate bisexuals. This is why bisexuals are awful. You need to stay really? away from them because it's stuff like this. You don't, They don't take us seriously. It's, and, like, um, she'd kind of dated one of my friends and made mm. her feel really, really awful about having been with men previously. And I've heard a lot of this happening and this is not at all to say that the entire community is like this This is a very very small portion but it does exist Mm -hmm. and you know I've had situations where I was in quite a uh I guess queer presenting if you want to call it that um part of my life I hadn't you know I don't really I hadn't really dated anyone um and I was very much female leaning at the time I was just if, if anybody ever saw me it was like that's what I'd be talking about that's who I was attracted to I hadn't yeah. been attracted to a man in ages I was in that period and I met a lot of friends when I was in that period and then I dated men again and they were kind of like thrown by it because they're like oh well we knew you were bi but we kind of just thought that was you know? oh what like a sort of phase that you were like working for kind of it kind of that was how it was felt it felt for me mm-hmm. um and it's like no, I, I you know I've been I've been very open about being bi the whole time, but obviously because I look like a lesbian quote, and I you know talk about women, and that's how you know me, that's how you've got to know mm. me. It's now really jarring for you that I also date men, and yeah. you are seeing that. Yeah. Um, and I think that again, massive identity crisis because it's like oh my goodness, like this is what my friends know me as and they're taking a little bit of issue with it or making me feel like I'm being disingenuous by still presenting in the way that I do, still dressing the way that I do. Mm. Um, Which, by the way, shouldn't have any part to play in your sexuality, but obviously, you know, there is always that out there. But I think, like, as well, 
I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just picking it. But, you know, if you are a lesbian or like a queer woman, I'm non-binary folk, like, I think that, I mean, specifically for me, like I've had a, a straight crush as like a lot of queer people have had. And that situation shit was very much with a girl who, you know, I I think she, she absolutely like if I was going to put a label on it probably was bisexual and she was processing through those feelings and she didn't know what to say or do. But I think a lot of people get in themselves in situations where they feel quite burnt and quite hurt by people yeah. because those people aren't ready to like come out or you know in my case you know I had a situation with a girl I worked with and I was like you know we were hanging out all the time we were like going almost like going on dates and I was like you know got to the point where I was like so like what's going on here what are we you know like (laughs) you know and um you know she was like I fancy you but I I can't do anything about it yeah and I you know I, I mean if I'm being honest, like I got really upset, I got angry as yeah, you do. So I really fucking fancied her. But I felt quite burnt by that. But I learned from that because I had to like really, really process it. But I don't think a lot of people learn from it. And I think that when they get themselves maybe into a relationship with someone who is bi, it's almost like if you kind of say, Oh, actually no, like I'm actually in a relationship with a guy, it's like, well, like you're going back on yourself. Yeah. Like, you're going back on being queer. Yeah. It kind of feels like it's it's been, you know, you had someone that you had an ally in. and it's like oh yeah that like that's someone I look up to like this is the other side of it you look you look at someone like Fletcher and you're like I love you and you represent me because you're a lesbian and you sing about women if Fletcher dated a guy next week there would be uproar probably mm. from a lot of people mm-hmm. and not probably not because there's anything wrong with those people it's just that they have this feeling of like They've got someone that, that that's like yeah. theirs. It's like yeah. you're ours and we don't have enough of those people. We don't have that representation. So like you're one of the few. And more, more people just need to be queer then. We need more yeah. people to spread if around. If more people were queer, then it wouldn't matter. <laughs> but I think it's just, it's sort of like you've got to, you know, remind yourself that everybody, just because even if Fletcher dated a guy, it's probably not going to happen, is it? But even if she did date a guy next week, right? Doesn't make her any less queer. Mm. She's still written all the songs that you related to. And that you felt something for. And you sometimes do have to disconnect the person and their personal life from um, the things that they stand for and the and the songs and the things that you love about them. Because yeah. if it's if all you love about them is their sexuality, then it's probably not a good place to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because people are people and people change and people are fluid. But yeah, and also, you, you know, with you saying that about being burned, like, I've heard some horror stories. There's been friends of mine who have been kept secrets for years mm. by girls that weren't out yet. And they've been, you know, th- treated in, in terrible, terrible ways um, by people who basically were not ready to be out. They were not, you know, emotionally mature enough to actually be in that situation but they ended up there and then it's made the person who kind of does know themselves and it does have that emotional openness to have Mm. been in that it it puts them in a really awful position and that that is awful too but that's that's the person that's their Mm. issue that's not bisexuals but it made you know it it made me nervous like I would go out on dates after that and I dated a girl for a while and she was bi and I'm not gonna lie I'll be totally open on this podcast because I think honesty transparency is key you know I was a bit apprehensive I was a bit like you know I said we had a conversation I said like I'll be honest I haven't dated anyone who's bi before and she said to me she was like I choose you though as a person and I was like "What, what do you mean and she was just like well you know I like 
guys, I like girls, I like anyone in between, but over everybody, I choose you. And she was like, isn't that more special than me being like, just only liking 50% of the people and choosing you? She was like, I like 100% and I still choose you. And I was like, (laughs) isn't that an amazing way of thinking about it? And I always say that to people now, like my friends who are like, you know, going on a date with someone who's bi and I'm like, it's 2023, come on. Like this is a massive spectrum. So yeah but you were in a relationship like a long-term relationship with a guy right Mm -hmm. when you were figuring out that you were bi (laughs) so I wanted to ask you like how did that play out like if you don't mind talking about it like did you kind of come out to him like how did you navigate that I did not (laughs) (laughs) okay I basically like I had three three I was quite kind of like a serial monogamous, which if you know me now, okay. I like I'm like all chaos when it comes to love and relationships. This is probably this is the reason why. But like I kind of had a school boyfriend and then my like heartbreak boyfriend was this one. Right. Um, which was like three years. It was like seven three, four years, 17 to 21. Um, and then I had like a little thing after. But the first one I don't think I I think I knew, but and I'm not sure if we, we ever spoke about it. I was thinking about this the other day, and I'm not sure if I ever spoke to him about it or if it was briefly touched on, but it was like school. But I mean my first like proper kiss, as in like proper, you know, sleepover in a bed kiss was with one of my friends at school. Mm-hmm. Um and we all used to A girl? Yeah. Yeah. Well, sorry, it went to an all girl school. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course yeah. I did. Yeah. Unless <laughs> they snuck classic. a boy in. <laughs> yeah. Um so like that a lot of my first kind of experiences were with were with women and mm-hmm. I think you can do that and not end up being queer I yeah. like so you know it's just teenagers doing their thing and figuring it out or you can do that in my case and I end up being queer yeah. and I think that's <laughs> a lot of the way and you know I think ultimately I liked it way too much for it to not mean that I was even a little bit queer um and then uh, then obviously I got a boyfriend that ended got into this other one and I really at the time like love of my life thought that was end game very kind of intense quite destructive like I wouldn't go as far as calling it toxic but it was just very intense especially for Mm. that age for me he was older than I was and it was within that relationship that I definitely started taking my feelings seriously about women uh orange is the new black absolute awakening yeah i was watching that going i'm having all these thoughts i was dreaming about it oh my god i literally like this is not how i fully figured it out but i was watching it and like i was i think i was like at uni and i would come home from summer and like binge watch orange is the new black like on my bed and my my mum would come in (laughs) i'd just slam the laptop shut and she's like what are you watching i was like nothing and have dreams that i was in prison but i was like woke up in the morning i was like that was a great like you know i'll commit a crime any day oh my god yeah like it was it was I was obsessed and I it made me feel wait 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 Piper or Alex so difficult one um (laughs) I mean it was Natasha Leone like that she was my like I I think it's voice and also like confidence Mm. probably was what was winning me over at the time I was just like I want it's that classic I don't know if I want you or if I want to be you yes um yeah and I think that really but I was like, I want to be one of them and both of them me Or just quit. like in a big sandwich with <laughs> yeah, everyone. Just all of it. Um, and yeah, I, there were, I mean, there were loads of, that whole show, just like, I was like, just women. <laughs> what do I do with this? Um, so I was kind of watching that and that was making me feel lots of things. And then there was a, a girl who worked at a pub that 
I would go to with my boyfriend all the time. And she was a lesbian. She was very like out and proud. Kind of one of the only people that I knew at the time who was that that mm. out and proud about it and cool and confident. And I definitely, you know, fancied her. She's quite flirty. I'm a flirty person. And like, by no means was this any kind of thing that was happening. No lines were ever crossed. Um, but there was definitely like a flirty energy there. And she knew, I mean, we literally only went to this pub together, me and my boyfriend. So I she, love that that didn't stop her though. No, she was like, I'm just going to crack on with this. <laughs> <laughs> she knew, she knew we were together. There was no leading on. There was no like potential of it ever being anything. But it was probably the first time that I'd been like, ah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. this is something I want to get involved in. And it's so interesting. So we like would be texting whatever and there was a time when my boyfriend at the time went through my phone and read our texts mine and this girl's and it's funny because the text that he read there was nothing to them like literally and I think even across the board like if you put our whole text thread on paper and you just read them as words there was nothing there but if you kind of felt the context around it and you knew the energy you could probably be like ah you're flirting do you know what I mean so there was never any like sexual stuff never really anything that flirty it was sort of just a little bit of an energy there um but he read them and he, he was like really upset um clearly felt a vibe fair enough yeah <laughs> um and was like you know this is the thing and I I played straight I claimed straight so hard knowing that I wasn't but I obviously didn't want to lose him and I was just like I know there's literally there's nothing there. there's not anything at all like I'm straight I'm straight I'm straight I'm straight you don't need to worry about it. Um, and it kind of, you know, pushed me back in the closet, really. Even even though I wasn't really out of it. it I was I was peeping and I slammed that short You got your toe out and then you were like... Tch. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> <"Man>, I <laughs> slammed that back. No. Uh, and it made me, you know, obviously because he was so upset by it. And he was older than I was. So it's almost like if I was in a generation that was just coming to terms with queerness, mm. he was in a generation like eight years older than me. So right. it's like, okay. you definitely won't get it. And also small town energy. I just don't, he was yeah. never going to be the person to really like embrace a queer girlfriend, I don't think. And that's that's me assuming I would, you know, I'm sure he's absolutely, he's never made any issue of it since knowing that I am queer. But I think it wasn't the kind of moment where it felt safe to be like, yeah, mm. actually. And in hindsight, what I should have done is go, yeah, you know what? There is nothing there, but I'm having these feelings. I'm yeah. watching Orange is the New Black. and <laughs> I'm I, having thoughts. I'm having That's some that. thoughts. And it doesn't mean I don't love you. And it doesn't mean I don't want to be with you. Yeah. But I do think that I need to really process these. And I would love for you to be on side whilst I do that. Um, and I need that to not to not become a thing about us and not to not become an insecurity for you. And I understand that's a big ask because there'll be lots of feelings for you, but it doesn't mean I don't, I don't, it doesn't mean my feelings for you have changed. Mm. And when that happens, I'll let you know if that happens, I'll let you know if it does mean that my feelings for you have changed. It just means I have these other ones. Yeah. And I don't even know what they mean yet. And they're really early and I don't know, but just please kind of, can you support me in this in whatever way that feels right for you? Um, I should have done that. Didn't do that. Got to the end of that relationship. And then I was like, okay, next thing I do, I'm going in queer. <laughs> um, and uh, so is that, that was a TikTok. That. You see that TikTok and it's like, I'm switching sides. I was switching sides, <laughs> baby. And, and I did. And I dated a guy after that. And I went in being fully, I'm bi. I am, I am bi. Um, we ended up having like my uh, threesome together. And that was probably the best part of our relationship. It was a terrible relationship, but that was great. <laughs> Uh, and 
like and it was really positive and um you know and then I think on from that it's it's then I've just been able to be completely who I am but I never really had a coming out moment it was just a gradual acceptance mm. that women are great and so are men and so is everybody in between and that's maybe well. that's what we'll call this podcast I'm also gonna lay on my chair I feel like I'm like <laughs> so I feel like god on this podcast I'm like I've like been you like god. leaning like this very just um we'll title the podcast that women are great women are great women yeah. are great just women are great all in caps they the just are Okay, so you kind of, you, you, it was like a gradual moments of, of realising then, but there wasn't a moment for you where you were just like, fuck, like, you know, this is it for me now. Yeah, no. No. It's, no, I just gradually got there, um, which is probably why I'm so not attached to labels and so not bothered about coming out for myself mm. because it's just like, it did. I did. It never happened like that for me. It wasn't like I was this and now I'm this. I've probably known that I like girls for ages, for my whole life. Like, yeah. I, if I look back, I always wanted to be the husband in the family games that we played, and that was <laughs> because you? I wanted to hold hands with my friends. Okay, and I'd be like, "Oh, do you want to kiss?" You look back on stuff and you go, "Obviously, duh, that duh." But um, I think you know. Obviously, I didn't clock that. I was definitely like smitten with my best friend in like year eight as well mm -hmm. and you know as I say my other my other best friend was one of my first experiences of varying different things and so I had all of that and um and then I I, th I just flashbacked now in this relationship I think it I think it was this middle one it could have even been the first one I was like on tinder it was like early early days of tinder and I I was just on it with girls and I wasn't like messaging anyone. I was just going, I was just on it, open to girls. That was it. Yeah. And I don't even know why I did that. But I think there was probably something in me that was like, oh, I just want to kind of look I at what's going on. I did that as well. At the, at the end of uni, like, um, I, I think it was actually, I think it was someone who lived in York, you know? <laughs> because, like, Maybe I, it was me. It, was, it might have been you. Um, but it was because Lincoln was so close to York. Like, you know, I, mat yeah. I matched with someone. I was just swiping along and it was like, do you want to meet up? And I was like, oh. No, like I don't, I don't know why I'm doing what this. What do I do? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's um, so it's the, crazy. the signs have always been there. Then always. Okay, so what's the what's the issue now? Why are we doing a song called "I Don't Know How to Talk to Girls"? Then, well, if you're if you're a flirty person, yeah, break it down for it's me. Kind of, it's partially a lie. It's not. It's it's kind of a it's not like a really current. I mean, obviously, you write songs and then it takes ages for them to come out. So yeah. like, it's not like I wrote this yesterday. Mm -hmm. I do I do know where I'm at, and also there's two songs after this. So I do know how to talk being, to girls. <laughs> so actually, I do. So I can leave now. Um, no, I, it, there's two songs after this. Like, there's don't know how to talk to girls. So it's like coming out, thinking women are fit, and it's that like the she's pretty moment is sort of like. Do I do I want her or do I want to be with her? That whole thing. Who like is this someone that you just met at a bar? Yeah, who, who she, is with, she? With, she's the one <laughs> in the artwork. Actually, she's now tattooed on me forever. I just got a tattoo of the the she's pretty artwork. Yeah, and it's yeah, Yaz, yeah. Who DJs? She, she was DJing at an event actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, saw, I saw her. I saw her. She's amazing. I love Yaz. Like we are we are just just friends. But I, phew, I fancied her when I first met her, and um. She like DJs a lot of queer events in London. I actually yeah. originally followed her um, because I wanted to go to more queer events. And uh, and then she kind of like messaged, I, I don't know who, I think I replied to a story and then she messaged back and we just a bit back and forth. I went to go and like see her DJ. And I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I'm in. And I wasn't in. 
I just definitely wasn't. Um, and we laugh about it since. Like, I tried <laughs> to plant one on her and she just, like, swerved oh. me. And I was like... <laughs> and uh, and then, yeah, so I um, I went into a session not long after that, a writing session, and I was like, I just want to write this song about a girl who just... Everybody thinks it's fair. I mean, everyone in, like, she bar on a Friday, Saturday, and, like, mm. everyone's going, the DJ's fit every time. And, like... Yeah. She she doesn't she doesn't know it. She's actually like very very humble, but it's that whole energy of like you're fit and you know it, and everybody knows it, and that's cool. You're just pretty, like, and and it's kind of this fantasy world of like here are all the things that I, I I'm gonna go up to you and I'm gonna like tell you how it is and we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. Like that's what the kind of energy of the song is. And uh, and then I was like, listen, it's a song about you, mate. You've got to be in the artwork. And she's like, okay. Um, and then, yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of there. So there was that one. And then Don't Know How to Talk to Girls came. So it's like they're kind of step after that where you go, okay, this isn't a fantasy anymore. I want to talk to women, but I don't know how. I want to. <laughs> I want to. I will, but I don't know how. And it kind of came from a place of very early on where I was like, okay, actually it was when I moved to London and I went to a girl event or like one of the queer events mm-hmm. me and my friend went both by both like quite openly by for a minute and we went and it was just a room full of girls and no one was talking to each other for like the first two hours because just no one knew how and I, and I <laughs> went into this session with another friend of mine and I was like I need to write a song about the dilemma that is realising you like girls but having no clue how to approach them, what to say, how to flirt, like what role do you take? I mean, I'm, you know, have always dated men also. So like I... It's different, right? It's different it's because different it's like, yeah, no, what role, yeah, no, what role you're taking with a bloke. You just make them think that they're, they're ruling the situation. They're not, but you make them think they are. And then you've got them, you've won them. It's fine. You're a bit sexy, like easy, <laughs> right? A bit sexy. They're a bit sexy. Oh, I mean, play sexy. But with, with girls, it's like, you could be, you could be like, do I, do I play that role? Do yeah. I play the like, who am I today? Who am I today? And I was just also like, way more in entranced that's a weird word to use but like way more just ah about women um and that energy and and everything than I ever have been about men um and that's not to say that I haven't been absolutely infatuated by a man before but it's just a different feeling and it just mm. what at least for me it was and I was like I need to write a song about this and kind of getting gay panic when you do talk to them and being really awkward about it um and I still get it all the time. People watch these videos and I crumble at women that I think are hot. Well, just people, people that I think are hot and people that give me that energy. And um, I I love it. And I, I love like taking that role sometimes because it's, it's fun. But it's sort of like, I do know how to talk to girls now, but there is always the dilemma of seeing someone that you fancy and going, uh, how do I start this? Yeah, how do, do I start it? Also, there's the added thing with women. How do you know if they're gay? You know? Mm, and everyone's like doing their own thing now. Everyone's like, you know, rocking in their own fashion. It's just like, are you straight and edgy? It's, or are you gay? Yeah, there used to be <laughs> tells, right? You're like Doc Martens, a carabiner, and like cargo pants. Fine, you're probably yeah. gay. You can't do but that these... anymore. It's the whole of Urban Outfitters. This used to be a, a signifier. This is owned by every woman in the UK right Ever. now. Yeah. Like, literally. they have taken over the chunky boot, and it's just like, I can't even use that anymore. 
I have met people that visually, and it's, by the way, stupid. It is stupid that we do this because dress how you want to dress. You never, you can't look gay for anyone who's out there sitting there going, oh, I, I'm, I, like, I like girls, but I don't look gay enough. But I look too straight. It d- let it go because yeah. that's, we need to let that one go. I was still picking up girls in a tea dress, a <laughs> 1940s tea. I mean, I don't wear it anymore. It's not, it's not my era for that, but it is possible. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I love that. It's so good. Um, but yeah, there is there is no non, there is no sense to it. But there was a moment where it was like, okay, she, I've looked at a girl and thought, one hundred percent, they're not. And you're like, ah, oh, how am I meant to know? What am I meant to do? And because like a lot of other women don't know how to talk to girls, you're you're just a bit screwed because no one's given anyone any signals. Well, I'm here to help with that. Oh, my gosh. Actually, because I have done my <laughs> research. I mean, so we were talking about, like, don't know how to talk to girls. I yes. actually have a funny story that I literally just had a flashback. You were like, I had a flashback. I had a flashback as well. So when I went on this situationship date with this girl that I, w- I worked with, I had, the, I don't know whether it was gay panic, but it was certainly fucking panic. And we went to this bar and... Oh my God, I can't believe I'm sharing this. It's so embarrassing. So I was like looking at the menu and she was like, so what are you going to, you know, she was like very much like, so what are you going to have for drink? Mm-hmm. Um, she had a very good energy actually. And I was, I'm usually quite like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I said, what are you having? She was like, oh, I think I might just like have a glass of wine. And I was like, oh, cool. What are you going to get? And she was like, oh, just like a Merlot. What about you? And I literally went down the menu and I was reading it and it said Pinot Grigio. And I was like, I think I'm going to get a penis grigio. A pino. A pino grigio. And she was like, did you just say penis? Oh, I was like, my no. God. <laughs> I was like, it was one of those moments where I was just like, why did I just say penis? <laughs> on like, an, on a queer fucking date as well. Like, why have I said that? And she oh was just God, like, a penis. Like, yeah, I was like, I think I'm going to have a penis. <laughs> a pino. You're not. You're in the wrong place. You are in the wrong place here. <laughs> but I literally, it was almost like, like a sort of like, I don't know why I said it, but I just did. I was so panicked. That's so good. And like, every time we like, we would go out I'd just be like um let's talk about the most random shit so I was on the interweb this morning I was on the google Mm. and I googled how to flirt because there's not there's there's a lot of information out there but not very good information and I've condensed down the information here into what actually is a definition of flirting I need this in my life yeah so flirting by definition it's a series of messages we are trying to send with body language. Okay. And those messages are, I'm open. I'm harmless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested. I'm approachable. And I'm fertile. Yeah. That's, that's, what, that's what our body is doing when we are flirting with someone. Like, these are all... <laughs> these are- <laughs> When you when you're doing your videos, you're being like fertile. I'm Beth McCarthy and I'm fertile. (laughs) My name is Beth McCarthy and I'm asking people, are are you you fertile? fertile? (laughs) No. Oh, that that's what you're doing, Beth, with all these videos. That is technically what flirting is. Interesting. So these are the definitions of it, and here are some stats for you around flirting. So apparently, the human body knows within one second whether the other person is attractive to you or not one second and it's subconscious you don't even know but your brain's already clocked whether that person is like a thing in your mind or not okay do you agree with that i feel like you're screwing your face up a little bit you're like i don't know because i or oh, i go off energy so much so okay. like there are people who i'm like yeah 
like <laughs> lovely person I'm sure but like not yeah. my not my type not that I really have a type but like you know you do the thing where your your body your body goes nah and then you speak to them and you're like Ooh, maybe. This is the thing that I w- that's what I wanted to say because you might have a first judgment of somebody, but they might be different. So you mm. might, when you're chatting to them, you might be like, mm. Mm. so mm. you don't know. Second, the best way, this is comes back to that, the best way to approach a man is head on. <laughs> I'm sure it is, yeah. <laughs> and the best way to approach a woman is at an angle. So there you go. That's your first tip. So stop going up to people in the street head on. There are go so up many things. Not to, to be confu- not to be confused with like from behind because that's just creepy. Like don't like go up on them and be like hi. Like it's it's like at a side angle. What? So technically what? right now like I'm a, I would approach you like a man. Yeah. But if I was like round here, now we're doing it right. Oh yeah, that feels better. Yeah. Does it actually? Feel yeah. Do you want to go on it? A- Does it actually <laughs> feel better if I'm like if you're looking like from yeah? Here? This does feel weird to me. Maybe without the the finger guns. The lesbian salute. Yeah, maybe without without that. But yeah, I I think so. Mm-hmm. Head on. Come Head on. on, it had to be that, didn't it? <laughs> it's like they need to see you coming. Uh-huh, yeah. So that's why. Whereas women are a bit like... Are you aware of the amount of innuendos that you were giving right now? Or is that... It's it's just me. Because I'm so I- focused on the science of it. What do you mean? Is that because I'm like head on? Is it because I said head? Yeah. Men need head on. They need to see you coming. <laughs> I don't know how anyone else missed this, but I've been dying over I, here. I was so focused on the psychology. And women need an angle. I mean, I'm not... <laughs> I was so focused on the psychology of like getting all this out, and I'm like, I can be useful. And I'm there going head angles. <laughs> so guys need head, basically. Guys need head, and women need angles. And women probably need fair. Angle. They yeah. also need head. That's an accurate representation. So your first impression counts, and you should do these things. So if you want to impress somebody, you should uncross your arms and legs. Get your arms and legs oh, crossed. So- oh, sorry. Get that sorted out. Smile a bit more. Yeah. Let's see those teeth. Upwards gaze. Is <laughs> given it. Like, it's given. It's given, like, <laughs> creepy. So you're not so. Oh, wait, I need to be on an angle. Hang on. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, that 100%. Like, that, if, if I saw you in the street, that would work. <laughs> be in. You'd be like, all right, that one's for me. Um, not looking at your phone. So I'm letting the teeth. Yeah, I'm letting the side down here. Yeah, I'm not good at this. Um, and apparently, interestingly, so women, women, it says women because I feel like this is kind of like, um, maybe a man wrote this article. It's very much like it's men. It's giving that, isn't you it? You know, men do this and women do this. But like yeah. women, or if you identify as a woman or non-binary, should expose their neck and wrists. Uh, the soft bits of their skin are apparently more attractive. Right. So as well as you're doing all of that, you've got to be like... <laughs> what it's a thing apparently like the pheromones when you're like flirting with someone the pheromones are all in your neck and like here it's like but it's where you apply perfume right if you think about it but however saying that there are eight steps beth to successful flirting are you ready these are eight eight practical tips i need them so number one lean in if you're having a conversation with somebody you've got to lean in in a non yeah. in a non-verbal way so I guess that means like don't, <laughs> don't be like eh what are you saying like what? just like a subtle lean in to say that you're interested and that you want more yeah a little all right 
Right. Who are you doing this? Then? A little thigh rub. Oh yeah, yeah. Like whilst this and this and this and you got your wrists out. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Number two, head tilting. So apparently this shows interest and engagement. I do that all the time. Do Honestly, you? that's so funny. It's so it's such a thing to do. To like, yeah, because it makes you. It makes it's like that kind of little sneaky. I'm listening. Yeah. I see of. that. I'm feeling yeah. that. I'm feeling that. Yeah. Live in the studio, feeling feeling the flirt from Beth McCarthy. What can I say? Mm. Number three, the Pygmalion pig 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 effect. I don't know how to pronounce this. So don't hold back on compliments, basically. Apparently, during a study about social rewards, getting a compliment is more rewarding than getting cash, obviously depending on your situation. But... Take the cash, mate. <laughs> I know I'm hot. Give me money. (laughs) (laughs) But apparently you should just like not hold back on your compliments to people. Because if you say something about someone else, it then gets implanted in their brain that they feel more compelled to become what you're saying. Yeah. So, for example, if if I met you, we're in a bar, we're flirting and I'm like, Beth McCarthy, you're highly intelligent. You would then feel like empowered to be like, I am highly intelligent. Interesting. So let's make it gay. For mm-hmm. a second, right? Okay, of course. How do you do this without sounding like a straight girl in a bathroom on a night out? Right, without being creepy. Oh my god, I love your dress. It's giving. It's giving straight. It is giving straight. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like this is the mm. issue that we're all. How do you make it gay if you're complimenting other women? Because I love to compliment women because women bring women up. So it's like your outfit looks so cool. You're so nice. You have such a nice... You know, mm. you're doing that. How I do think you? I think it's how you say it, you know? I think it's all in the body language. Oh, because, okay. So if I was like in a, ba- in a bathroom, if I genuinely saw a girl in the bathroom and I liked their dress, because sometimes you do and you're just like, I want to know where that's from. It's a practical thing. I'd just be like, oh my God, like you look great. Like, I really love that. Like, where's it from? That's where it comes for me. Like, that's the line. I, I want information from that interaction. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, that looks great. Like, is that from Zara? Mm. Like, I'm interested in that. However, if you see someone and you like what they look like, for me, it's the eye contact. So it's like, you look good. You know, I, I like that. That suits you. That compliments you. Or okay. as someone once said to me, and I thought it was a bit cringe, but actually I was a bit like, mm. <laughs> she was like, you know, I like... I like that. She was like, you look sexy in that. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. It's, yeah. the, it's, it's the, like, the, sexy. the little, it's like, like, lip bite, teeth like, lick. Yeah. I feel like, this is probably a really fuckboy thing to say as well. Um, I feel like going for a really, like, what's the word? Under, like, not a very good word, right? So, like, you look good. Good is a terrible word to describe someone. Is that how you would flirt? Yes, and that it works would not every work time. on me, Beth. I'm sorry. <laughs> what is it? What? You, there's, there's like you minimal good. fucking effort there. Apparently, it works on. <laughs> yeah, but that's the point. Do it again. Come on, like no, give, I'm no, not give, doing give it. me, give me your full. No, you've knocked me now. Oh, sorry. You don't look good. Fuck you. You <laughs> get fuck you, Rosie. Is that all it takes? Just literally like a no. You know, it's, you know, you like you know, that's not it. Like a... <laughs> a little lean. Yeah, no, like... no. It's like a little with a little smile and a little. It's the same thing as giving like, oh, you look sexy. But I couldn't do. I just could not do that. Okay. I couldn't be like, you, that. You look really sexy. <laughs> it, I'd die. I would die a death. 
Yeah. I'd go, you look really sex. Ugh. Gone. <laughs> Dead. But if I I could I could be like, hey. <laughs> Come on. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. I feel I'm like I blushing. shut you down like immediately. I'm blushing. I'm sorry. Like, um, okay. No. I feel like going for a word that doesn't feel cringe is good. Yeah. So, but, and good works because if you put meaning in... I love this claw finger every time. It's, I always get the claw finger. If you put meaning into whichever word you use, then it ten, it generally works. Yeah, but that's that's what I'm saying. What like, I'm saying. whatever your word is, like, whoever said that to me, you know, their word that they felt comfortable with was sexy. So I felt that energy yeah. from it. Yeah. You know, it's like, cool. you look sexy. And I'm like, hmm, yeah, I'll take a bit of that. <laughs> I wouldn't say it necessarily because I don't think it's my word. What would my word be? Now? What would your word be? Because I also, just for context, just so nobody thinks I'm being awful and just going against people and go, you look good. You and look then leaving. Good. It's not that. It's like, you look good. Like, putting mm. emphasis on it. I also like to say nice. Like, that's so nice. And it's like, nice is a rubbish word for people. But like, if you're like, that is so nice, then it really means nice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just me. It's fine. I, I get it. What's your word? Maybe hot. Okay. But I feel like, but I feel like that's like a sort of guy thing to say. But again, if you put the energy into it, like you look hot. Yeah, that works. Yeah. After that, we've got mirroring. I mean, I think that people do this like naturally. I think that when you like someone, you generally try to mirror the what they're stuff. doing, yeah, yeah. right? Mm. Mm. <laughs> but that's what you do. That's what you do. Yeah. Immediately, yeah. right? You kind of you and I think that you find it in like social situations as well. Like For if sure. you're yeah, yeah. if you're trying to like, you know, get along with somebody and they start I don't know, if they start kind of doing this or something, you'll notice people doing that at the same time because they want to fit in. Yeah. But I think if you're on a date or you're trying to like chat somebody up and you start to notice that they're, you know, doing doing <laughs> similar things i mean you can make it intentional maybe that could be like a fun thing that you could do yeah because that makes somebody feel you know what i'm saying is psychologically speaking if somebody's mirroring what you're doing it makes you feel more seen and heard so if somebody's actually doing that obviously don't be a creep about it don't like literally do everything that they're doing <laughs> but you could do little subtle things yeah it might work uh, use it with caution that's my advice yeah uh, the art of subtle touch is number five. So love that consensual, of course. Yes. So obviously, don't go around like petting people. That's a bit much. Yeah, no, um, but you should do the five and fifteen rule. Is apparently a thing. So you should try and do like a subtle touch five times in a fifteen-minute conversation. Interesting. For me, that feels quite a lot. Yeah. Like if I was like going and like. You know, making sure that I was touching someone's arm and stuff like five times. Like, that is a lot, but... Good way to do it, though, is to, like... <clears throat> apparently, I know some of these. Who knew? I actually... Um, <laughs> other than going, you look good. I <laughs> don't really know any others. But this one, I do... Because I'm quite a tactile person. Mm. And I... Obviously, you've got to find the balance with, like being tactile, as you say, with consent. Because some people don't don't like to be touched. People, yeah, also. some people hate it. Yeah. Um, so you've got to kind of read the room and if you're going to use this then you have got to like really read as to whether mm. or not that person is that type of person. But sometimes it's quite, if you stand near-ish someone and it's that kind of, it's not always a deliberate one. It's almost like it could be accidental, but you know it's deliberate in your head, but you've got a point of contact. So like, it's like if you're stood somewhere and they've got like a foot out, like you 
it's kind of shuffle and you're kind of touching the, your yeah, left yeah, foot with your foot. That sounds really weird. You're playing footsie, but you're not. Like, you're just stood there. But it kind of just, the little toes touch or like you brush the elbow kind of thing. Like, I've, mm. I always feel like that's, for me, not even with me doing it to people, I've like definitely been aware of that. Yeah. When someone is doing that and they're like clearly not accidentally like brushing next to me i'm like ah they're flirting cool yeah <laughs> like it's, it's like you don't you know. don't want to pull away right it's yeah. that whole thing of just like yes. that i think that you know if i'm if i'm accidentally you know on the tube or something and somebody like knocks me with their knee like i'm the first person to be like i'll pull away ah, from that yeah. but you know you don't want to pull away if you like that person you want like some point of something um Number six is the rule of three. So this is an easy way to make somebody laugh. So if you're not like particularly a funny person or you're really struggling with it, <laughs> not that I'm Go like on. shaming my audience. Give it to me. <laughs> um, but it's like the rule of three. So like you say, like two things that are, you know, normal and like one that's unusual. So like, you know, my favorite colors are pink, purple and your eyes. Like, you know, it's terrible. This oh, is this is not my fucking example. This is what I pulled from the I, internet. I just had so many flashbacks. So many flashbacks. Wait, are we saying like bad this, flashbacks? Well, no, it was endearing, but it has happened to me. Mm. And now I see it was a thing. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I, I, I can visually see that happening in a couple of situations. I think that's a, you know, a good um, one for people maybe who struggle to like bring their sense of humor to the yeah. table. But I would not use that. Like, I tend to, if I like someone, like, I'll take the piss out of them. <laughs> I know that that's a very British thing. Oh, it is, yeah. But it's 100%, you know, if I'm just like, uh, you know, you know, I'm like, oh, go on, like, go over there, like, do this, do that, do that. You know, maybe it's a northern thing as well. Yeah, I, that is also my, um, my way of doing it, too. Number seven is strong eye contact. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with this one. I do agree in some senses, but like I do feel like if you know, start noticing it and you're like doing it really intensely, it's a bit much for the other person. It is, yeah. You know? I think like the glance away, but just making sure that you're looking at, like you just keep going back, I think is mm. probably the way to do it, right? Because I have had it where someone's really intense and I'm like, too much. Yeah. Apparently it takes women here we go again. Women. Stats. The Bring three, them out. The three stats. It takes three like strong glances to understand that somebody likes you. Interesting. So, you know, if you're giving up after a second one, go back for that third mm. and they will 100%, apparently, according to this article, get it. I feel like it's a good one from across a bar or a room, right? Like the amount of slightly too long eye contact that have led to stuff for me is mm. like beyond are you a giver of the eye contact yeah are you a gazer i am i do find it difficult while i'm talking but i think that's because i have probably i've not been diagnosed but i am almost definitely adhd um everyone tells me that i am and i think it's because i'm trying to focus on what i'm saying and i will get kind of distracted by mm. by the eye contact so I'm kind of trying to not focus on anything in particular. And also I get distracted by what's going on around me. So I think that's probably more of a me thing. Mm. Um, but when I, when the other person's talking, I can just, I, I will be in 100%. Um, and number eight, the eyebrow flash coupled with a smile. I feel like you can do this one. It's the like raising of the eyebrow <laughs> and then the sort of like... I actually, so I can't do it on demand, but I probably do do, do it. it on demand. Do you know what I mean though? Like when someone's like, I could, well, I can't wink full stop. 
I can't. Oh. I'm just putting out. No, it, I look like I'm having a stroke. It's don't. It's not pretty. Segwaying on to yeah. you know the gay panic and things. Um, I put an, out an Instagram story asking our audiences to submit pickup lines for you to see if they work on you. Mm. Are you ready for some of them? They have been literally sending me like all week filth. as they've been coming through. Like we have had pure filth. Like I bet. some things that I can't even like repeat on this podcast because I I know that I've marked it as explicit, but I'm like it's, that is too much. It's uh, like X rated. Yeah. Um. And some of them that are just really really funny, and some some of them are just really bad. But I'm going to read them out. There's no shame to anybody. Are there but- any that you have seen that you are like, okay, that's fun. Yeah, like I would. Yeah. I would la- allow that to work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna start strong. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Imagine we're in it, like. I wish I could lower the lighting in here. Can we lower the lighting? We lower the lighting. Whoa. Oh, even more. Whoa. Oh, oh. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's like a disco in here. It's getting lighter. Fucking hell. Now, now I'm on the sun. No, that's too much. I feel like I'm not. Know. <laughs> Have I died? <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Okay. 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 Well, imagine we're in a bar. Okay. Imagine we're in a bar, right? Thank you for joining me on this date. I don't know why I would say that. That's really weird opening. (laughs) Thank you for thank you for coming. Thank you for coming here. Um, I brought you here today. Brought you here today (laughs) to pick you up at this bar, at this fake Spotify bar. You take my Beth away. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we gotta rate them. We gotta rate them. I'm gonna give it. Like a four for the effort, for the effort with the pun. Like I do like a pun. I think mm-hmm. it's funny. I don't think it's like, oh, I want to rip your clothes off because you've just had a pun. And also, but, my name is in it as well. Well, yeah, I'm partial to a pun because mm. I, I, I actually cover simply the best by Tina Turner. Yeah, and and I always introduce being like, uh, and I am simply the best. Mm. And my dream is to have a world tour called Simply the Best. I think it'd be great. So, with that in mind, I'm a fan, but. It's not really going to work to get you in no, the It made me go, <laughs> yeah. Are you my big toe? Because I'm going to bang you on every single piece of furniture that I own. Right. <laughs> I feel like we need to unpack this Let's one. unpack this one. So, I'm actually kind of into being banged on every surface <laughs> or thing. Then, you you know, fine. The word toe. It set the tone off wrong. Right? It did. I don't. I don't want to think immediately. All I'm thinking about is feet, and yeah. I and yeah. I don't have a foot fetish, so mm. it's not working for me. So that's a two. Let's go, let's go for another one. I feel like this might be the one that would work on me if it was said in the right way. I'll try and say it in the right way. <clears throat> I'm not into watching sunsets, but I'd love to see you go down. <laughs> okay. So this whole time. I'm going to say this, the person saying this to me is someone that I find attractive, right? Because, like, ultimately, fit people get away with everything, don't they? <laughs> so, like, this is where we've got it. It's, like, yeah, it's got to be, yeah. like, an already attractive or someone that's already my type. What is your type? Have you got a type? Uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I actually, like, go between vibes because I know some people are, like, mask or mask presenting or femme presenting, like, that way or like stem or da da da. I really don't there is no correlation because I'm just like, if you're fit, but like and I and sometimes I, I'm probably more partial to somebody femme presenting because I do take more of a like a confident role in my relationships with women. Mm-hmm. Like I do like to have the power. 
a little bit. And I'm, I'm like, fine, if you want to try to take it. Okay. But good luck with that. I'm kind of that person. <laughs> but I do enjoy someone who who is like really confident and like has got that kind of mask energy but it's like the androgyny thing I think mm. that's probably where like it would sit for me I'm like ah okay yeah no you like ah so but you know anyone confidence is always key though mm. and also nice eyes and like a genuine smile I don't like to say a nice smile like genuine when you can see if somebody's smiling at you a good smile yeah <laughs> good good smile good smile yeah <laughs> Yeah, but like, do you know what I mean? When somebody like smiles and like the rest of their face doesn't move, you're like, are you actually smiling or are you just, just doing that? Yeah. Whereas if they have like the eyes go and everything goes, that for me, I'm like, oh, you're so beautiful because you're actually just being you and you're being authentic and that's nice. So mm -hmm. yeah, anyway, so this is somebody who's saying it's me, who I fancy and they've come over and that's the first thing they've said. I'm kind of I'm I'm good with it. I'm going for seven. Oh, okay. That's I'm like a, sol seven. a solid one. I would be a bit like buy me a drink first. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Are you a desk? Because I want to slam my homework down on you and do you all night. It's like the big day one a little bit. Again, I hated school, man. I can't. Not in the right frame of mind. No, I'd call it a four. That's a four. Ma I'm maybe a five because if I put, what did I put? Toe at three. We put toe at two. Oh, uh, put toe at two. Toe. Okay, fine. Then, yeah, then four. Are you a squirrel? Because I want to stash my nuts in your hole. No. <laughs> don't I, stash them. <laughs> I don't want any nuts anywhere near any of my holes. Thank you. That is a one. <clears throat> Can okay. it be a zero? I don't want your nuts in my hole. No, 100% it can be zero. We're like rating that zero. It's not even rateable. Is that a mirror in your pocket? Because I can see my face in your knickers. <laughs> I don't like the word knickers. I just don't. It makes me think of like frilly pants <laughs> that like I had when I was younger. You know what I mean? They were knickers to me. But I appreciate the uh, the creativity. Mm -hmm. So I'll maybe give it a six for the creativity. Okay. And it didn't make me want to go, which a few of these have. So... Beth, I am free on Thursday and I would like to hang out on Thursday night when I am free. <laughs> that I get a daily DM like that from different people. Honestly, that is my DM. If you want to go through them, that's what they're saying. I'm no good at pickup lines. I'd rather be pinned down than picked up. Like it. Yeah. I like it. It also said XOXO at the end. <laughs> XOXO, gossip girl. Uh, eight. Good. Oh, that's a good one. Because it made me like, it made me have a little chuckle. It didn't cringe me out. We have the last one. Okay. Which. That'd be a good one. <laughs> Pressure's on. Do you have a number for Spotify complaints? I can't find you in the top five singles. <laughs> See, that's, that's good for me. Because I'm like, I'm already intrigued by Spotify because I do music. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, what is in? Yeah. And like, it doesn't feel like a, a pickup line immediately. Mm. I liked that. Can't find That's you in the good. singles section. Can't find you in the singles. <laughs> That's so good. I would be down for that. That's my top rated, that one. Top rated. Liked that. Right. So you did actually save the best till last. I that did. I did. I have a question for you. Yeah. Because it's kind of on this thing. A lot of people do dating apps now, right? Mm -hmm. What's your opener? I mean, obviously you can't now you've got a girlfriend, but yep. if you were to have to have an opener, what would it be? Do you know, I was a gift girl. Like, I would open on, like, a really good gift. Good. So, like, when Charlie and I were getting together, like, I would send her quite a lot of, like, like, Villanelle, like, sort of Killing Evie, like, reactionary gifts to stuff. And 
I don't know. I I know, like I know who I'm playing with. I'm not gonna lie. Like you know, she's got a crush on like Jodie Comer, and yeah, I, 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 I knew the their, game. Uh, their you know, and I'm like, oh, who do you like? You know, I'm taking it all in, and then I'm sort of like, mm, I know the energy. I know the energy that people like, and so then I give off that kind of energy. So I don't know. She likes she likes a bit of like a put together woman. Does my girlfriend, and I think that's how I kind of makes got sense. That. Yeah, it makes sense. For sure. So I would say go in with a good gif. Go with a gif. And you can go with like a funny gif as well. Yeah. Like there's all those ones which are just like the one with like the whale and it flips and it says like whale hello. I feel like, I think that's funny. I think that is funny. If you are in the market for a gif, go in for a gif. Yeah. If you're in the market for something that's not a gif, don't go in with that. Go in with like a text opener. Just don't go in with like, hey, how are you? Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. That's the yeah, worst. Yeah, either a gift or like a, the roguest question you can think of. You know, I was actually just like having a drink with a couple of people that I know from Instagram. We met up for the first time at Amsterdam Pride um, at the weekend. And they're a couple and they were telling me how they got together. <laughs> and she lied on her dating profile and said that she was into poetry. And so... <laughs> Like the other one messaged her, but there was a typo in it. So she was meant to say, so like, what got you into poetry? And she typed, what got you into poverty? <laughs> and she was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm sorry, like picked it up. And she was like, are you, are you having a go about my social economic like like background. I mean, listen, it works. <laughs> but she picked up a phone because she was just like ready. Oh, God, she was ready for it. Party. She was like ready for some beef. Right, but. listen, that is amazing. Absolutely look for any possible typo yeah. that you could do yeah. that will get their attention. That is such a good idea. Beth, if I was going to pick you up, like I would not go straight in and be like, oh my God, I love your hair. Because like I bet 100 million people say yes. that to you on a daily basis. Stay away from my hair. Or I'd be like, you know, oh, I love you. I love like, your song like you, you I do you know love what? your song yeah don't go in with that though but do not go in with that no because it's a pet right and this is this is not me coming from a like I'm famous I'm powerful not coming from this way but if you know me and listen I hope that the whole bloody world knows me for my music one day right so I'm not gonna be like if you know me for my music then absolutely not but if you're coming in with fangirl energy. Oh, no. Immediately. Immediately. There is like, Immediate ick. It's an ick, but also like there's a power imbalance. So it's not, it's just not going to ever work because I kind of know where you stand with me. So there's no like back and forth. There's no excitement. There's no like fun there. Mm. And that's not to, that's not to lie and be and like pretend you don't know because that would be even more of an ick if like you pretend you don't know who I am and then later yeah. down the line like oh actually I really loved your music from like day one yeah. but just do it in a do it in a way just don't be a fangirl just be like you make good music I think that's sick but anyway here's more conversation I want to get to know else. you like, we don't need to sit and talk about my music for ages we'll do it like if we get to know each other then you'll find out about it you know so what is a good opener for you then um, what would you enjoy. What's your best what chat up be line? My that you would we would work on you. I do quite like forward. I feel like it right if it's a dating app. I'm not on them by the way. I don't. Well, I got banned from most of them because I tried to promote a gig on all the, on the dating apps and they were like, no, can't do that. <laughs> so I'm that banned. Is excellent. Banned from all the dating apps. But um, I on a dating app, I would prefer somebody to be more forward. I don't. I can't. I don't have time to text all the time. Like I don't want to do that whole back and forth for ages before we even plan something. Mm. Like if it's like, do you like wine? 
do you like this? Let's go out. I think you fit. You've swiped like because oh, you know we already find each other uh, each other attractive. Okay. Or like, do you like wine? Yeah, you look good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh yeah, I look good too. Do you want to get married? Yeah, go yeah, on. right. Sure. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the flirting episode. <laughs> um, if we want to find out more about you, yes. um, where do we go to? Where do the people go to? So it is just Beth McCarthy um, or Beth May McCarthy. But if you type in Beth McCarthy, I'll pretty much come, on, come up now. Although don't Google me because um, my Wikipedia, I don't know how it happened, but it's merged with some other woman I called saw Beth this. McCarthy Miller. You're right? like 60 years old on the internet. Yes. Right? So... Just for everyone's awareness, I'm aware that the internet says that I'm 59. I'm not, clearly. I'm aware of it. You can stop sending me it now. I can't fix it. I don't know how. I've, I've tried. Honestly, I have I have emailed Google so many times being like, this is quite clearly not me. Here are all the links to show that like this is me, but it's attached to this woman. And they're like, oh, we don't see a problem. I'm like, but she has her own as well. This woman has her own. So it's not like, anyway... Side I, note. I get that. I'm also, apparently I am running like the Canterbury Festival and I have like a large collection of books. The so. internet's a weird place, man. But yeah, I am just Beth McCarthy on everything. I, as I have mentioned, um, do music and I am in the middle of releasing a very queer EP, which will be called I Don't Know How to Talk to Girls. Um, I've released two songs from it and I will drop the rest of it very soon. You guys should check out so, Beth's music. Yeah. It's incredibly catchy. We go around the house and we're like, what are you calling? And it is you. <laughs> and it is you. Go. Yes. <laughs> and my final thing to say is it doesn't matter what you call it. That is my, that's how I want to leave this whole thing because we've talked a lot about labels and talked about, but it doesn't matter. And there will be a lot of people out there who are sitting there thinking, I'm not gay enough to be gay or I'm not like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm new to this. I've been in a relationship with a man for all this time, but I think I like girls. Been there. Get you. Like there are so many of these situations and you take your time. Don't worry. No one's like surround yourself with people who support you no matter what. That would be my other thing. You know, just try and find. There are so many people out there. Try and find queer friends. I know I have queer friends who found queer friends by posting a TikTok on the internet being like, I live in London mm -hmm. and I want more queer friends. There's there's so many events. There's like the queer picnic that's more wholesome than a kind of, you know, lick event, girl events, whatever, which are, you're probably going to get drunk, let's be real. And if you're not really into that, then there's lots of other outlets. And I think just try and surround yourself with other queer people um, and who are who are just happy for you to be who you are at whatever pace that suits you. And I think that would be, that's the one thing I want to leave with because I don't think it's said enough because I think there's lots of pressure yeah. to be, if you're in the community, you must abide and by I like, these rules. I like that you said that as well because I think that a lot of people look at, you know, folks like us who do stuff on TikTok and are presenting like a certain way of being or whatever. And it's just like, just it's okay like you know you can be gay you don't have to be a certain type of person like we're we're both queer we both probably enjoy different things we both enjoy the same things but it doesn't make us less queer we're all part of the same community Sally, it doesn't negate your queerness even if you've never been with a woman right like yeah. you are if you feel queer then you are for as long as you need you want to be that and then if that changes that's okay mm -hmm. and i just think that's a really important Thing for people to know and be aware of in themselves when they're on this journey is that it changes all the time and I am still figuring it out I still 
feel invalidated by stuff. I still feel like I don't fit in. Pride this year was really weird for me because I've had some, you know, I've been the most vocal I've ever been about being queer online because of my music. And that's amazing. And I've had a load of amazing stuff from that. But I've also had a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of, you know, my queer friends being like, oh, but you're not talking about like being with men. And mm. and that feels dis and it you know you can't you see a certain thing of it online and you've just got to remember that everybody is just trying to do their best yeah. to be who they are and um allow that space for people I think and yourself and yeah you are you are whatever you want to be and you don't don't need to label it if you don't want to and if you do want to power to you some solid advice I love it it's been a good chat thank you thank you so much for joining thank you so much for having me and if you're listening to this I will be back next week with another amazing episode of Girlfriend Material with another amazing guest for you so make sure you go check out Beth online follow this podcast give it a little rate if you fancy it and I'll see you next week goodbye Guys, thank you so much for listening to Girlfriend Material. You might be sad that the podcast is over for this week. I know I am. But I'll be back at the same time next week with another juicy guest just for your ears. In the meantime, though, if you liked this episode, make sure you subscribe and share it with someone who you think might also enjoy listening. Sharing is caring, guys. Girlfriend Material is hosted by myself at Rosie Turner Daily. So go ahead and follow me on Instagram and TikTok for more content with support for my lovely babes, Essie and Clara, just for you. We love you and we'll see you soon.